if you're sitting around and you want to do something and you're just waiting for the right moment, you're waiting, waiting for the right map, uh, it's not going to come. This book, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, is going to show you how to imitate to be great and ultimately emulate. What that means is you're going to use the inspiration from the great works of art to create your own art and feel perfectly good about it. Steal Like an Artist is a gem. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you to everyone who is liking and sharing our show. Please leave a review. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. All right, have you ever had an itch that you felt like you needed to scratch, like you wanted to create something, you wanted to do something, you wanted to become someone, and you weren't quite sure where to start? This book is going to connect the dots, steal like an artist. What do you think about this baby? Too good, too good. It's so good. And it's the 10 things nobody told you about being creative. Because art isn't just music and paintings now. Art is anything that includes you creating something. So, you know, podcasts is a form of art. Speaking is a form of art. Coaching is a form of art. It's your own spin on things that you've learned and you've curated. One of the words in, the, in my transformation that's a, that is connected to me, one of the most high level was the word curate. A curator in a museum organizes the exhibits. Like the King Tut exhibit has tens of thousands of pieces. That guy was a big time king. <laughs> and they extracted all these things. They took tractor trailers full of things out of there. But a curator can only fit so much into the exhibit. And the curator decides what goes in and what stays out, what you see in what order and how it's used to create an experience. So we're all curators of our lives and we're all curators of our art and that what we create is a curation of the things that we bump into, right? Yeah, helped me out a lot because when I was, uh, everything I do, videos, photos, I never really felt much like an artist because it felt like I was just kind of learning from other things and putting pieces where they go. So this is, I heard it in another book in the past, but this is another way of putting it with the, your, your combination, like the combination of all the things, your ideas, they make something new. Yeah. I mean, the book starts out with uh, his advice because he was, he, we all gone through our phases in our lives. He says, you know, good artists are boring. Right. Like you don't live a rock star's life. That gets old and it's usually short lived. The people that lived, uh, their, their flame burned out or the candle and the wind burned out. Um, so be boring, have a routine, get creative, but get inspired from others. There's, there's like, there's nothing in the world now that has been created that is original, that like pure originality. It's always inspired from something. It's drawn from something. I think I talked about how Sam Walton used to walk the aisles. He used to stroll the aisles of other stores and other businesses in other countries to get ideas that would inspire what he created, the art of Walmart. Uh, so nothing's original. Um, you know, listen to the top, top 40 songs. The top 40 songs all have a very similar beat at all times. They're all basically drawn off the same, the same creation, and then a new wave comes through. I forget the, the word for that, but all, all music is, is, is it a Norfara? It's a oh, beat. I, um, you know what it is. Like we, I forget that we, we word, talked too. To, I think it's anorf anorphora. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who said... Uh, 
Who's the guy? Yeah, Jerry Weintraub talked about that, that all like Taylor Swift songs are all basically the same song. It's a beat. It's a recurring beat that just keeps playing. You know, it's like, if you look at it, like all music, when you're listening to a song, you can almost swear that you hear another song, right? A lot of times. Right. Because somebody was inspired by that. It, it's not stealing. The point is, steal like an artist means when you use one person's art and you copy it and you claim it to be your own, that's plagiarism. And plagiarism's really bad. And plagiarism also makes you feel really bad. You know, there's nothing good that comes of, of, um, of plagiarism. You're, you're not expressing yourself. You're expressing someone else. I liked when he said, um, when you have heroes, you're, when, you're imi- when you're imitating them, you're not flattering them. But mm. when you're emulating them, you're flattering them. I really like that because it changes right. the way you think about Because like, a lot of people have inspirations, right? And you don't want to imitate them. But they, I, like, I also like it from the hero's point of view that they'll be flattered if you emulate them. That's a nice way of thinking what they're thinking. That was a cool chapter. Emulation is uh, surpassing the model. Like imitating... <clears throat> imitating is modeling emulating is surpassing that like the uh, the beatles were a cover band the beatles they were a cover band they were playing other u.s tunes chuck berry elvis uh, jerry lee lewis were some of the bands that the beatles played and loved playing their music the reason they wrote their own music is other bands in england were playing the u.s songs so they started writing their own bands so they they copied um imitated chuck berry and the beat and elvis and they became the beatles mm. And you see that Kobe Bryant used to imitate Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, but he had a different body. So he imitated them and discovered his own sauce in that experiment became Kobe Bryant. Uh, It was uh, the talk show, the the stream of talk shows that goes back to Jack Benny, who Johnny Carson imitated. You probably may know Johnny Carson. I know him because I'm a fan of those shows. Yeah, like that was right at the beginning of your life. But Johnny Carson... um, you know, imitated Jack Benny became Johnny Carson. David Letterman imitated Johnny Carson became David Letterman. Conan O'Brien imitates Dave. David Letterman becomes Conan O'Brien. That's the whole part about um, his big idea of remixing. You know, mixing, taking mentors and ideas, tapping into the gems that they have and making them your own, putting your own voice on them. I just, I think it's, it was a big breakthrough for me because all the while, as I'm trying to, to, to change myself. And I, I just heard something in Brian Johnson's morning session that I was listening to. He says, nothing in your life will change until you change your life. Like you gotta change your life to change your life. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Like you gotta change, you gotta change to change. You can't just wanna change. Right. And you can't just copy the way someone else changed. You gotta decide. Uh, and remixing things, um, you know, res- reference Dr. Dre, like the greatest DJ ever. Uh, by a mile, probably has just remixed tunes in different ways and created a brand and a, and a personality. Now he's got a big business. Um, I really like that. I really yeah. like the fact that you can draw inspiration ethically and give them credit. You know when it's due, of course. As I was kind of going through my my uh, you know my inspirations, my my, my imitations to inspiration, but your mentors you know, your top five mentors that you draw on will become pretty close to who you become. Mm. Meaning it's remember that you are the sum of all some some average of yes. all five people you hang out with. Yeah. I think you become as an artist the sum average of the five artists that you draw and apply the best. I from. love that. I've noticed that with myself 
Because yeah. I like to write music, I like to make videos and photos. And I didn't know this. I was doing it subconsciously. But for example, I'd be scrolling TikTok, for example, yeah. and there'd be, I'd have a lot of dancing people and I'd feel in the mood to dance. Or I'd see a TikTok and I'd see a lot of people playing basketball, whatever it was. And I kept, I didn't realize that I was feeding myself all this inspiration. So now I flip it and try to use it to my advantage. So for example, when I'm trying to write my book, I'll read something that's really impactful, that's really short and really well worded to make me get in the mood of writing. It's really interesting. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah. There, you, um, I'm sure there's, I mean, you always say this, that there's other people that do the dunking, but you've mm-hmm. kind of created your own brand in dunking. Right. You, you kind of, you got your podcast, you got your, your personality. Yeah. You got your own unique. Oh. You, you put your sauce on what someone else probably did that you liked. This, yes. And, and you looked at it, right? Another part of this book that reminded me that was a, one of the huge breakthroughs in my life was that um, a lot of times as an artist, when you make videos, when you make photos, you want to give it your own spin. You want to be that artist, right? Like when you make a podcast, but so you think, who am I? Like you're trying to find yourself before you express. But in this book, he talks about when you express yourself, that's how you find yourself. So by expressing, then you start to learn who you are. It's not the other way around. So that was really interesting. That's cool. You you become this new person, like recreating yourself, which is my brand. I'm just making the app, the, the, the app called recreate brain, body and business. So it's going to be content in one minute bursts, whoa! It's going to be content, you know, curating and pulling gems from books. I'm going to call them diamonds. It's going to be one minute domino, uh, book diamonds, and then long form training and ideas and interviews about how to recreate yourself. And recreating comes from imitating. That's one thing that I got to do out of this book as well. It's not like you just say, "Oh, I want to become this thing," and you make it from scratch. You don't have to. Yeah, you could take someone's life apart. Like a mechanic takes a car apart and see the parts on the ground and put that back together using some parts from Tony Robbins, some parts from Ty Lopez, some parts from Brian Johnson. These are my mentors, by the way. Some parts from Charlie Munger. I still have parts from my original two mentors, Roger and Howard, my two great friends and mentors. I have a Christian mentor, Jim, Jim Shaughnessy. Like I have parts of me from them that has built me into who is now trying to discover who I am. Right. And I think the world has it backwards. Like, discover who you are and then build it. Yeah. I think you build it, and in that process, you discover exactly, who you are. Exactly, exactly. Right? And that's a, that was a big breakthrough. This, this book reads so fast, you can read it in an hour. This is about one of the most valuable hours you can spend if you're a creator or if you're on the periphery or if you just wanted to scratch an itch and right. create something. Uh, it's a lot of fun creating shit. It really is. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say that what you just said reminded me of something that happened to me recently with um, my photos and videos. I, I made that video and I said that to someone and someone said, I'd always wanted to do that, but I don't have the talent for it. Right. And my first thought was like, I, I couldn't do this when I picked up the camera, but I worked, worked, worked. And now it looks like talent because of how good it is. But people have it backwards. They think that you have talent and then you start taking photos and videos. But no, you have nothing. And then you build the skill and then it becomes a talent. So that was a new word for me because people always say talent. I see it with basketball too, training or this. They have talent. I don't. But it's like, no, they worked. Now they have the talent. Right. You're, you're the best in the world at, at being you. Yes. And that's exactly. one of the things that you are, you are who you put yourself together to be based upon the people that you took apart and you dissected. Some people don't do a very good job of dissecting all the greats. You don't have to ask permission to have the people behind me mentor you. Their courses for mentorship and life are in the books. Like, they're in there. Those are free in many cases at libraries. Uh, so as you're putting yourself back together and you're creating who you want to become, it's a lot of fun. 
Because when you start to get the results and feedback, you're getting like instant feedback from the world. It's one of the great things about change. Like people will know right away. You don't have to lose 20 pounds to change. You just yeah. have to talk differently. Show up an hour earlier for work for a week. And I'll and you'll see that you'll see the uh, an example of like people will notice like why are you here so early? Right. They're gonna get super curious. Uh, putting things together like one thing. This is an example. These are my these are my weight loss beads. You know to talk to speak about scratching an itch. When I was losing weight, I had to count calories. When I had to count calories, I had to always open my phone up every time I ate. Mm-hmm. I ate the same six foods every single yeah. time, so I didn't have to look up the calories anymore. That's what I did. Right. And I, I was like, it's kind of rude to stop and hang on a second. And you've got to go through my fitness pal and you've got to find the food and then log it. And right. I did it wrong. <laughs> I was like, I just want to. And I started counting them by hand. And pretty soon I was like, I wish I had a, uh, some counting beads like, like you have and hikers okay. have. And, yeah. I, and I said, well, I can make a bracelet out of it. So I made my beads. Yeah. Like I just slide the, the calories over and I put my body in a calorie deficit if I want to lose weight. That I have an easy way to calculate that. I made one for, my, for the water. Like that was a lot of fun. I don't even sell these yet, but I get a lot of people to ask me about them because it's an easy way to lose weight, super easy um, for a lot of reasons. But I won't get into that, but it was fun to make it, is my point. Do you know what it reminds me in the book? It's really good. You're gonna, I know you're going to love this part, or you've, you already do love this part, which is when he says, um, how do you know what business to run, what book to write? It's like, write the book you want to read, right. run the business you want to be a part of, things like that. So do what you want to do, and it creates mm. things. So for the beads, you wanted that. Now it could be turned into a product that you sell, but you wanted it to start. That was a that was the reason I ended up buying that addiction center. It was also the reason I ended up selling it. Mm. Not selling it. It folded. It was unsuccessful. It was a business failure mm. because the industry wasn't ready for what I what I wanted. Like I wanted to run a business that had the ideas, um, and it was a little too early to to ep- execute the ideas. But I wanted to run a business that had those ideas in it, and someday I might again uh, because I believe that this through creating yourself, you know, life's about creating yourself or recreating yourself, which just means to make something new, bring something into existence that never existed before. And recreate just means you're always doing it. Remember that quote uh, in that last book I was just reading? You always, it was finding Joseph Campbell. Uh, you got to learn to always die. Mm. So you, you, you're you grown, you've created and that. Oh yeah, the cycles. That, that entity, it's a circle. Gotcha. The entity dies and your life is all about learning to die. Uh, metaphorically, and and that's in a, in a lot of. Um, I just think it's a really great way to do that. Um, but that was. I have another one. Yeah. Um, so, this was a big another breakthrough in my life. That was one of the more recent ones. We actually heard it. I heard it first in our interview with Barry Michaels um, when he had him on, like with the tools. Is that who we had on? We had him on, not uh, Phil, right? No, we had, yeah, we had Barry Mark. We had Barry on, yeah. right? Phil Stutz is the other. Author. Yeah. So what Barry taught me this, the first time I asked him about creativity, mm. uh, I'm pretty sure it was him. And I asked him, I, oh shoot, I hope it was him, but I, either way, one of our interviews, I asked about creativity and I, I don't have a structure for it. He said, structure breathes the creativity. And this book right. says the same thing. If you yeah. can't be creative, you're having a mental block make some constraints for yourself. And I thought that's one of the most fascinating things because when it comes to creating, you feel like you want to be open. You want to be limitless. You want to be right. have the freedom. But really, when you have a constraint, it almost like channels your energy. And I thought that was, it's been a huge change in my life. And, and the, if you had permission to, permission to proceed is what I'm going to structure it as. Like if Whatever you're trying to create has been created in some flavor before. 
at some level, go forward and create it like you think you want to without any judgment. Right. Uh, did you know the Unabomber? Do you remember the Unabomber? Yeah. He was sending packages around. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple problems uh, that he was really pissed off about so much so that he was starting to send bombs around. He believed that all the great inventions were already invented. And this was in the 80s. It's crazy. And he started blowing up Obviously. the scientists. He was trying to kill the people that yeah. invented it. So he wrote this crazy manifesto. Of course, he was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Uber wasn't invented. Apple wasn't invented. Tesla. Uh, or Tesla. Like the freaking car. Uh, Uber Eats. Um, <laughs> Domino's was. That was a good invention. But So, the, so the, like per, permission to proceed. You can go ahead and proceed as if whatever you think you want to invent, start creating it and it'll, 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 it'll mutate into what you want. And, and pull from gems from these mentors and these great books. This is a great book. This book will legitimately take five years off my transformation yeah. of what I want to do because I have models in place that I want. I want to imitate to model, and then I want to emulate to surpass. I want to make what models I'm adopting ad- adaptable into the exact market I want to serve. It's really good. Yeah. Um, what about the life of a project? Did you, you see the lifespan of the project? It was it was in the end of the book, but it's very similar to the emotional cycle of change. Right. You know, when you see you, you, something's really good and you want to do something new, you get really excited. It's called uninformed optimism. And then you start to try and do it, and then you get you know instant feedback, which is called informed pessimism. And then you're in this nasty-ass valley of despair. <laughs> like, you're trudging along. You're not getting any feedback, good or bad. And you're so far away from why you started it, you're starting to lose hope. And then that's when people niche bounce. They bounce. Mm-hmm. They hop onto something else. Where the diamonds are in, you got to stead, steadfast and, and stay the course through the valley. And then you're going to get some informed optimism. A little beep, informed, a little yeah. blip, a little sign of life. And then you're going to get... Uh, ultimately, you keep repeating that, and then you get success. It's like the bamboo tree that we talked about that grows underground for five years and doesn't do anything. And, and then in, in, in eight weeks, it sprouts up 90 feet, three feet a day. Uh, it's pretty wild. But his lifespan of a project, I'm going to read it for you here. Um, lifespan of a project. This is the best idea I have ever had, stage one. Stage two, okay, this is harder than I thought. Stage three, it's going to take some work. It's going down. Too. Yeah, it's going right. It's going dark, dark, deep. It's going into the valley. Stage four is this sucks and it's boring. Stage five, dark night of the soul, Oof. the valley of despair. And then it starts to blip up. It'll be good enough to finish and I'll learn something for next time. And then finally it's done. It sucks, but it isn't as bad as I thought, yeah. but it's really pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, still like an artist. I've uh, had that a million Austin times. Cleon. I tried to get him a couple of different times. Yeah. I can't get him to answer me, we'll but he, he will. Oh, one more thing he says. Stuff. Two things. He says routine is a big part of things. Like, it no doesn't question. matter about time. Like, instead of having more time, just have a better routine, which I love because I'm huge on that. And then creativity is sub- subtraction, like less. So ah, that yeah. is always, like, killer. Ten Number 10 was uh, simplify. Yeah. I'll finish with this. The Cat in the Hat had 256 words in the book. Bestseller, Dr. Seuss. And the publisher goes, did you know you only had 256 words in that book? And Dr. Seuss was like, yeah. He says, well, I'll bet you you can't get a bestseller on, on 50 words. And he wrote Green Eggs and Ham. 
50 different words. Oh, my goodness. And did it. So life's about taking away and cutting away. It's not about adding things. Don't add things to your life. Take things away and become great at what's left. Um, The apple and jobs ended up doing the apple. He's like, the one thing he wanted was one button. Remember the phones that had all the buttons yep. in, like massive keyboards, like six, 16, 20, 100 buttons? Yeah. Uh, Apple wanted one button. They wanted to run a phone with one button. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and we talked to Carmine Gallo when, when, when you're doing speeches and ideas and you're creating something, three, three, three steps. No more than three. Three blind mice, the three musketeers, the, the three amigos. Three is always better than two. Three is always better than four. Three is the number. Uh, create a point around three simple do it simple build off it and in your process of creating you will discover exactly who you are hope this helps